What is up, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Floor Mike Podcast. We got Joe with us today. Joe, how's it going, dude? Good. What's up, everybody? And today we have Austin and Xanth McCoy joining us today. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing great. I almost responded to Joe's what's up, everybody. And then <laughs> kind of realized I don't think he's talking to me. <laughs> yeah. For the yeah. other people. We are talking to the uh, currently non-existing audience right now uh, as we right. record. But uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for uh, for being willing to come on. I know that it was a, a little bit last minute uh, request on, on, on our end, but uh, we definitely feel like uh, it's going to be a great episode and you guys uh, have a lot of cool things to share. So thanks so much for being on. Yeah, definitely. Glad to be here. Cool. So Austin and Xanth, um, I actually went to school with Austin and Xanth. They were a couple years older than me, uh, but went to school with them. I actually played basketball with Austin a couple years in high school. And uh, yeah, just uh, just kind of knew them through school and um, a little bit through some. I, I feel like you guys were. Did you guys lead Young Life at all while you were in high school or was that after high school? I did a lot like helping with Young Life stuff, yeah, through high school. Because I feel like I also had some sort of, like, connection with you guys through Young Life, or maybe it was through, uh, what was that thing we did? Like, the that group that missed, that Josh Bryant started. Oh, yeah, the AIA stuff. Yes, yeah, that's... I re- yes. That that's was, what yeah. it was. Okay, yeah. So, anyway, I've known them for a while, and then, uh, you know, in the last couple years, I feel like we have... Uh, my, my wife, Anna, and I have hung out with them uh, a couple different times. And uh, yeah, just kind of a, a cool friendship and uh, wish we could hang out more. But unfortunately, right now, we can't really do a whole lot of anything. We're kind of homebound. <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, um, I kind of, as usual, I just want to hand the mic over to you guys and have you tell everybody a little bit about your story. So, you know, where you're from, kind of uh, childhood memories and, and growing up middle school high school how you guys met uh pretty much anything that that had an influence on your life and uh, that helped shape you guys so whoever wants to start with that um go ahead and run with it actually before you guys get started uh to help any listener that is as slow as i am uh, i'll save you the googling time aia athletes in action oh go sorry. ahead guys <laughs> no you're good i i was just like i don't know what that is aia so yeah yeah yep. <laughs> Keep up with the acronyms. What did you just Google that? <laughs> yes, I did. Nice. I love it. Did you not know what that was, Joe? No. Oh, man. That kind of was after my time. I'm old. Whatever. Uh, that is true. I, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. I like it. Um, well, I can I can start. Zant's kind of pointing at me saying, hey, you go first. Um, <laughs> so we, you know, she'll, she'll share she'll she'll share this in, in her part, too. We. Uh, we both grew up in Miamisburg, um, and for uh, for her family, you know, they've they've we were joking around about this beforehand. You know, her family's kind of grown up there her uh, their whole lives. Uh, my family moved here from uh, Trotwood and in, in Missouri, and uh, but we I grew up in Miamisburg, uh, Viking, uh, born and raised, and um, from the kind of from uh, the beginning of what I can remember, uh, grew up going to church, and um, my. We went to a, a relatively large church. Um, I think at the time it was definitely one of the uh, probably the biggest church in the area. And um, my mom ended up uh, at one point on on staff. Uh, she was on staff at our church. And um, and looking back, uh, you know, kind of a big part of my story is is just looking back at what um, 
at what God uh, was was doing uh, at times in my life uh, that uh, I can see now, but I couldn't see then. And um, looking back at my my story, um, just the time that I had um, where my mom was uh, was on staff, and um, I think during that time, God was really uh, began giving me a heart for the local church. Um, I accepted, uh, Jesus as my Lord and savior, uh, while we were there, I think I was in, uh, I think I was in second grade and, um, just had a conversation one night after church with my mom about, um, Hey, who, who's this Jesus guy? And I, and I kind of understand a little bit, um, could you tell me more? And, um, got to uh, a point where, um, she was able to, uh, to actually share, uh, my mom shared with me, you know, what, uh, what this thing called sin looks like in my life and, uh, kind of who Jesus was and, and why I have a need for him. And um, I remember sitting on my bed with my mom one Wednesday night uh, after, uh, after, after church, we had this thing called Awanas uh, that I know some, some, some churches still do. Um, sometimes it's a little old school. I don't know. Uh, but it was after Awana and I, I sat on church and started that new, uh, that new relationship with Jesus, kind of a new chapter in my life um, and grew up going to church and just totally loved it. Um, thought it was the best thing ever. Um, loved the relationships that I built, um, loved being there on Sunday mornings, Wednesday night. Um, I loved learning um, from from a young age. I loved hearing the stories and I loved um, finding answers to questions. Um, and then I got to to uh, to middle school, um, got into the, the youth ministry at our church. Um, and it was a really exciting time for me. Um, I had kind of looked up to these people on staff and like, hey, one day, um, I'll be able to hang out with a youth pastor. Um, and you know, youth pastors are like the coolest people ever. And so, uh, you know, was, was like, Hey, one day I'll get to hang out with them. Uh, and I remember right when I got to sixth grade, um, our church went through, um, basically a split, uh, and about half of our church left and a lot of the staff with them, uh, and like all of the youth staff left. Um, and here's little sixth grade Austin, like slightly devastated, uh, that like, Hey, I don't get to hang out with these, with these guys anymore. But then later that year, we had, uh, we had a new youth guy come on, uh, his name's Don. Um, and Don, uh, he was, I think at the time he, uh, I think at the time he was 50, uh, he's straight out of Chicago, um, rode motorcycles and played hockey, uh, and was like just one of the coolest guys I'd ever met. Um, and so instantly really liked Don. Um, but, but what I began to realize was there was something different about the way that he taught. There was something different about the way that he talked about this guy named Jesus. Um, and under Don's teaching and really listening to him and watching him uh, was the first time that I, um, it wasn't the first time that I had uh, seen it, but I think the first time that I truly recognized, um, hey, following, uh, following Jesus, living a life um, devoted to him, means that your life has to look drastically different. Um, and, you know, I kind of, like I said, like I had, um, I had seen, I had seen other people who, you know, were living that out, but I think for the first time realizing, man, like my life has to look different, uh, that this, this has to mean something, um, and it has to take action. Um, and so around that same time, I started feeling a, uh, kind of a calling, uh, for like, I want to, I want to help other people realize this, um, that the, the message uh, that Don had shared with me started feeling, Hey, like, I want to be able to help other students, um, realize this and started, uh, about in seventh grade, 
feeling a feeling a calling, feeling a desire to uh, want to go into youth ministry. Um, and so I started praying in seventh grade. Um, God, I I want to I want to go to youth ministry. I want I wanted to uh, to uh, at least devote part of my life to ministry. And if this is something that you want me to do, um, then then provide the way. And if it's not, then then shut the door. Um, and so I I prayed that for um, for about six six years, um, all the way through through high school. Um, ended up uh, moving churches uh, in high school. Um, had a different youth pastor who um, kind of taught me a, a whole other side of, of following Jesus and, and continued um, kind of that spark that that Don had started. And so all through high school, um, just continued to pray that prayer. Uh, God, this is what I want to do. Um, and I think this is what you want for my life. But if you want something different, uh, then then shut the door and, and kind of show me what that what that looks like. Uh, people ask sometimes, you know, what how do you know that, um, you know, God called you into ministry? And uh, I think kind of the easiest answer is like I just I started walking that way and God God never showed me anything else. Um, and so decided to go, uh, go to, uh, go to, uh, go to college for youth ministry. And so after I graduated from Miamisburg was started, started school at Cedarville university, um, got a, uh, got my degree in youth ministry, um, was, was a youth intern. Um, and so that was, you know, really kind of this next step of, um, of not only learning what it looks like to, to do ministry and not only learning some of those practicals. Um, but the years I spent in college um, were really um, the next step in learning, hey, what does it really look like to follow Jesus? Um, and I had some really great professors who um, taught me from day one um, that you'll you'll never be able to lead someone where you're not going yourself. Um, and you'll never be successful in youth ministry um, if you don't first have a um, vibrant relationship with Jesus. Uh, and so that's um kind of you know kind of my story in uh in a snapshot i think um up until kind of and zant's kind of been you know and maybe i'll I'll let her share a little bit um she's been um in that in a lot of that story you know um maybe in the in the background for some of it um some of it a little bit more uh up close um, but I'll kind of let her maybe share some more of those details at some point. Yeah. Yeah. We would, we would love to hear, uh, you know, kind of Zant's perspective on all that. I know I have a couple of questions for you, Austin, based on what you, uh, kind of communicated just then. So first of all, what was, what was the name of the church, uh, before the split? Uh, it was, it was Far Hills Church. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. I was curious about Which that. At the, at the time was, it was Far Hills Baptist and then Far Hills Community and, I think now it's Far Hills Church. It might even have a different name now. I don't know. Got okay. some name changes, I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, cool. And the other question I had was like, you know, I know you said that you felt like, you know, God never really closed that door. But were there, you know, were, have there been many moments, if any, throughout uh, just the process of kind of from that seventh grade year all the way up until, you know, even now where where there was any sort of doubt of like, is this really what I'm supposed to do? Like, you know, or or did you ever feel like there was, uh, you know, any sort of pulling in any other direction? Or do you do you really feel like, man, that was that was pretty solid, like God was pretty clear in that the whole way through? Um, there, at least like in junior high and high school, I, I feel like I never had many, many doubts. 
I really, um, growing up in school, like I loved, I loved, uh, I love math and science. Like that's just how my brain works. I'm like a very logical, uh, math, you know, kind of nerdy thinker. Um, and kind of, I joke, I joke around now a little bit, like, um, I was always really good at math and science. And now all I do is read and write. Um, <laughs> and so there was like, there was a time I wanted to be an engineer. Um, and so that was kind of always like the backup plan, I think, like, Hey, like if ministry doesn't work out, like, you know, I'd love to, you know, love to, my dad's an engineer. And so there's part of it. It's like, it's like, um, yeah. And both, like both my brothers are engineers. So, um, I think I'm like the loser in the family now, but, uh, <laughs> <The> loser. <laughs> but there was like, there was kind of always like thoughts about like, Hey, like I could, there's other stuff I could do, but I think like during those phases, like, um, there's, there's nothing else I wanted to do. Um, and I, I'd say like, honestly, the doubts, I never had doubts until I think like until recently, almost. Um, I think like after like uh, we graduated and like a bunch of our friends have like gotten jobs and stuff and it's, and, and I don't even know if doubt is the right word, but there's just times and Xanthan, I've talked about it. There's times like I watch my friends like do other stuff and like in business or, um, like in, in engineering or like home building. And I'm like, man, like that would be really cool. Uh, like I could do that. Um, and, and even one of my, like one of my really good friends, um, is like just finding a lot of success in, in his career and like, uh, super good at what he does. And, and I tell Xanth, I'm like, man, like I could, I could do that. Like, and, and I think, you know, just wondering, you know, what it would be like, you know, to, to do something else. Um, and then I stop and think like, but I, but I love what God has us doing. Um, and, and really, you know, it's, it's a together thing. It's not, you know, anytime you're married. Um, but I think, you know, especially a little bit in ministry, like it's not, um, this is not my calling as much as it's our calling. Um, like we really try, uh, and not always perfectly. Like we, we definitely have, uh, have our, our fair share of, of talks about what it looks like to do this as a team, but we really try to keep, uh, Xanth and I try to keep a team mentality of, um, Hey, like, like we are doing this together and this is life. And this is, you know, not just Austin's job, like, um, but this is something that we are in um, as a, as a couple. And so like, there's definitely times where I think like, it's probably just more of a, what if situation? Mm. Like, what if I did do something else? Um, like, what could I do? Like, mm. and some of it's probably pride, like in just thinking like, Hey, I could find like worldly success uh, doing other stuff. And that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be all bad at all. But then, you know, at the same time, like I love what God has you know called us to do. Uh, in the in the spot that he's put us in, at least here for right now. So yeah, yeah. Well, if it's any encouragement to you guys, I uh, I can remember the the time that you guys had Anna and I come to your guys's. Uh, I don't I don't know if it was just your youth night or if it was like a specific event, but kind of had us come and talk. I walked away from oh. there, and Anna and I talked about this, like being just really kind of astonished, not astonished because I was surprised, but astonished at like how well you guys did that. Austin, you used the word together. Like it wasn't this thing where, you know, Xanth just kind of like was there and and hung around while Austin kind of led all this stuff. Like, like Xanth was like in the conversation with everybody. And, and, and I could tell that there was this genuine relationship between, between Xanth and the kids as well as obviously between Austin and the kids. But um, anyway, I just say that to say, uh, you know, you guys definitely, at least from my perspective, and I know my, I know, <laughs> I know I don't necessarily get to see you guys doing that all that often, but 
the time that I did, man, it was uh, really encouraging just to see how how well you guys actually did that together. Because uh, I know that that is not always the case specifically when it comes to ministry. Yeah, we had we had Josh we had Josh and Anna come in. Um, this was this was a few years. This might have just been two years ago. Now uh, it was yeah, right after you were so. married. Right after you guys got married. Yeah. Um, we had you come in and we were doing a dating series um, and we've done it. We've done it a few times and I've loved doing it every time. Um, but to pull in um, some young couples who mo- most of the time we try to get dating couples. Mm-hmm. Um, but we felt like you guys were close enough out of dating that it, you still qualified. But uh, yeah, just had had them give some kind of a Q&A time with the students on what it looks like to have a godly dating relationship. Uh, so if there's anyone out there listening who needs uh, godly dating, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, dating advice, mm-hmm. um, feel free to uh, to text, call Josh Baker or, oh, boy. or, or, or Anna. Oh, or my, send, the, uh, any time of the night. Send them all to Anna. She's up in the middle of the night anyway. Her job is she up. would love to answer those questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I say that mostly because of the fact that, man, I feel like the longer that we're married, the more I'm like, I have, man, if people, if people saw me between the hours of like six and 10 at night, they might not even know that I have anything to do with this guy named Jesus. <laughs> it, uh, especially when it comes <laughs> to my marriage, man, it's, you know, I joke about it, but it, uh, it's one of those things that I feel like, you know, and I don't want to get us too off track, but, uh, you, since you opened the door, I'll go through it, I guess. Um, the, you know, I feel like one of the reasons it's, I feel like it's hardest to, to really love, it can be the hardest, maybe not always is, but it can be the hardest to love your spouse well and to love your just your family well is because I think we honestly have the highest expectations for those people in our lives. Um, we just have these expectations that like, okay, I expect that you're going to do this and I expect that you're going to react this way and, and do this. And, and so I feel like a lot of the times, you know, one of the things I've always heard is conflict, any conflict is almost always a result of unmet expectations. And so, man, there has just been so many times where where I have to step back and I'm just like, man, like, first of all, why do I put all these expectations like on Anna or all these expectations on my family when I don't at all like hold myself to those same standards and those same expectations when it's, you know, reciprocated the other way around. So I say all that to say, guys, do not send any questions to me Send them to Anna because she is by far the one that has more grace for me and just more compassion and gentleness. Uh, you know, God's definitely working on me, but uh, man, I often feel like she's the one that looks a whole lot more like Jesus than I do. But uh, yeah, text Austin and Xanth too. They uh, they seem to have it all together. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm really bad at texting. I probably won't respond. <laughs> That's funny. I think jo- I think Josh found that out trying to set this podcast up. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, trust me, man. That is not only you. That is uh, that that can be a variety of people. Um, I, I feel like uh, phone conversations are always best. Email is even is even better. Um, Honestly, yeah. But uh, anyways, Anth, if you if you kind of want to share um, just just your story and your perspective on uh, you know maybe some of the things Austin Austin shared about, but also just your own experiences through through childhood and and high school and college and everything in between (laughs) okay um yeah so I also grew up in Miamisburg um Austin and I actually met in middle school so that is um a funny fact about us um I 
started, we went to church growing up. Um, and I remember praying Jesus into my heart, like a lot of times, just way more <laughs> than you would ever need to pray Jesus into your heart. Yeah. Um, so that is something that, um, you know, my family definitely valued, you know, going to church on Sunday. Um, but usually that was pretty much it. Um, you know, we would go to other church functions. Um, but I don't, I don't think I really had, um, a relationship with Jesus at that point in my life. Um, middle school and high school, um, were really fun for me, just, um, making a lot of friends and, you know, trying to be involved in anything possible. So, um, that was kind of my main focus. Um, especially like looking at Austin's story, um, that just was not, uh, on my mind at all. Um, middle school, um, early high school. And then, um, through, you know, just trying to find, you know, who you were and, um, what I was good at and, um, all of that in high school, um, I ended up accidentally getting involved, um, with Young Life. Um, I know you had mentioned that earlier and, um, it was really, that people um, cared for me and loved me when I didn't deserve it um, in that ministry. That's how I got involved. Um, and, um, there were adults who are, you know, now my best friends that would show up to my JV soccer games or um, picked me up uh, just to talk about how my day was and would listen to me talk about who knows what, you know, for hours. Um and that was when I started to realize that following Jesus was a whole lot more than just asking him to be in your heart um, whenever you, you know, did something bad. <laughs> um, and I had people that, um, you know, lived that out in everything that they did. And um, truly, I thought that, like, the Bible, people read, like, to get inspired by, but nobody actually really did the things that the Bible said or lived by that. Mm. Um and so then having these people in my life that like really lived that out and like actually gave away their time and their money and um, really did like pray about things. And um, it wasn't just what was like the best for them or the most successful move or anything like that. Um, but really what, you know, God would want for them. That was that was something that um, I just didn't have in my life and made me realize um, that's something that I wanted. And so. Um, I would say like my sophomore year is when I really started, um, hanging out with, um, my young life leaders a lot, Katie and Kelsey and, um, seeing the way that they live their life and then getting involved, um, with their mission. Um, and then it became my mission too, of, um, you know, sharing the gospel and living that out every day. Um, and then it was kind of just growing in that from then on. Um, so I, was involved with that through high school. Um, it started to change, you know, what I did and the way that, um, the like the decisions that I made and, um, my friends and all of that, um, because I actually wanted to follow Jesus now. Um, and where I went to college. Um, so then I went to Wright State and, um, started leading young life there. Um, I led at Beaver Creek High School and, um, got to really learn how to give my time away and, my money away when you have no money in high school, I mean, in college, um, <laughs> poorer than you think you can be. Um, and still, you know, paying for somebody's McDonald's or something. That is something that um, just taught me a lot about, you know, sacrificing and giving away your life. And um, 
was a time where I grew a lot um, in learning what it means to like actually follow Jesus and actually live out um, what the Bible says. And um, I had a group of um, friends that I led with and um, getting to like run that race together. Um, I learned a lot on um, how to actually follow Jesus with that. And so then, well, that's pretty much then when we got married was after. Yeah. So I led at Beaver Creek and then, um, yeah, we got married and I led for another year. So that's pretty much all of, yeah. Brings us to marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So wanted to kind of back up and um, talk about something both of you mentioned. Um, So, um, you know, Austin, you mentioned going to Cedarville. Xanth, you mentioned going to Wright State. Um, Obviously, you guys were already um, in a relationship. Like, can you kind of let us in, kind of peek in there at at the struggles and, um, you know, what what was different, what was hard about going to, to two different schools? Yeah, so we started dating. We dated for two weeks in eighth grade. And then we started dating <laughs> yep. at the very end. Yeah, that what caused the breakup? I have to know. <laughs> two weeks. Um, Austin invited me to his youth group, and I just thought things were getting way too serious too fast. Oh, boy. So I had to break up with him. Yeah. Yep. Man. Yeah, it was, well, that's typical middle school relationship, yeah, though, right? I mean, yeah, we like, like you guys were the old couple. I don't know what you're talking like about, Joe. I had a girlfriend for like a year. Oh my god, <laughs> oh man, no, we did not last long. So, um, yeah, that was eighth grade, and then, um, at the very end of high school, um, we started, I don't even like, we went to a few grad parties together and, um, started hanging out. We knew that we like liked each other you know but finally like actually told each other and whatever um we went to prom together junior year we did which i actually saw i saw on facebook today was eight years ago today <laughs> oh <my God>. nice <laughs> so old yep um oh yeah yeah you guys are eight <laughs> <laughs> celebrating 20 years being out of school this year but nice. that's okay I, mean, that's I don't fine. even know how which... old i am so honestly or we're uh we're 25 if anyone cares to know um but actually we hit a uh, we hit a milestone this last year that we have we have now been friends in life for longer than we haven't been friends yeah like we like we became became friends in seventh grade and so that's awesome that was kind of fun yeah like um and i think that was like a big part like a big part of our relationship was like like we were really good friends um, and I kind of liked each other on and off throughout high school. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I kind of like kind of sort of tried it in high school a little bit. Uh, but then Xanth, Xanth kept breaking my heart. And so, oh, my gosh. But uh, <laughs> there it is. But it was like <laughs> like by the time like we actually started dating, like we knew each other super well. Yeah. Uh, so we did start dating like right after pretty soon after high school. Well, and I think that we knew that we like wanted to be together at that point. And so things, you know, took off pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we did, we went to college, um, which Xanth was at Wright State and I was at Cedarville, um, which was, I mean, it's really only about 30, 40 minutes apart. Like yeah. it's not that, it's not, not that terrible. far, it's not like super long distance, but like definitely had some challenges. I'll let Xanth talk a little bit more <laughs> because I feel like it was probably a little more challenging for her yeah time. why don't you like share <laughs> well we your, were both your thoughts yeah we were both involved in a lot of things separately so like um austin was part of like a discipleship group and he had an internship and 
um, just, you know, a lot of different stuff at Cedarville. And then um, at Wright State, I was um, leading Young Life, which is like at least 20 hours a week. And I had a part-time job. And um, and I am um, just 100% extroverted. I like need human interaction. Um, Austin is like just like the most chill middle of the line, like likes people, doesn't need people. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, so college for us, um, it, we definitely had a lot of times of figuring out like, um, how to make it work of like seeing each other and like spending meaningful time together, but then also being like so invested in, um, separate really good things and, um, have our, our own like separate friends, um, at each school and all that. Um, so yeah, there were a lot of, um, phone calls and we wrote letters actually, which was really good. Um, I feel like that like helped us a lot of, um, actually like truly communicating well. Um, and then, um, I think that that like set us up pretty well, like figuring that out and having to communicate our like needs and expectations and all of that. Um, like learning how to do that through college, um, I think is like, set us up really well um in our relationship now and i'll, I'll kind of piggyback off that too I've, i'll say like i think one of the biggest things that um i won't say we learned it but we started to learn it was <laughs> like just how to love each other well um and you know like like Zam talked about um you know like there would there would be times where you know like we might go a couple of weeks without seeing each other uh, which i know some people are like you know dating long distance um and you know don't see each other for much longer um, but for me, like I could go a couple weeks, you know, not see Xanth. <laughs> and it's like, it wasn't like, like, yeah, like I didn't enjoy it. Like I wanted to see her, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, where like over here, it's like killing Xanth. That, like, <laughs> we haven't seen each other in two weeks. I'm still that way. So yeah. Um, and I remember, like, I vividly remember one day um, sitting at uh, sitting at dinner with one of my buddies. Um, and I get a text from Xanth and she's like, hey, you need to take this quiz right now. Um, and I look down and it's, uh, the five love languages quiz. Yeah. Um, and I had, at this point I had never, I was like sophomore or year. Yeah. We were just thing. babies. Didn't know anything. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I never heard of the five love languages. And so I'm looking at my, I'm looking at Devin and I'm like, this sounds like, like, this sounds like a joke. This, this is to me, it sounded like who's your, like what Disney princess quiz. <laughs> One of those like, quizzes. You know, so, so I take it and. Like I start learning about it. Um, and like, um, for those of you who don't know five love languages in a snapshot, um, it's basically a quiz like on like what ways you like to be loved. And so I took it and I share my results with Xanth and she shares hers with me. They're opposites. They're literally exact <laughs> opposites. Um, where quality nice. time is my number one and it's Austin's last one. Yeah, like quality, quality time and physical touch or Xanth's like top, like at the top. Those are like the bottom ones for me. And I, and I just remember like, think like, you know, initially thinking it was silly, but then realizing like, holy cow, like, like this is how Xanth feels loved. Uh, like this is like, and it's, it, it just does, it doesn't resonate with me as much. So that's not how, like, I'm not quick to show love that way, but like, this is what means the most to her. Um, and it was just really, um, like so much of our relationship has gone back to that moment where I started realizing like, this is how I can best love and care for Xanth. Like when I do it in these ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like, like that's grown us both a lot outside of, you know, just our marriage of like 
oh, of course people want to be loved in different ways, you know? Right. Like, and my, 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 my love language is gifts. So I'm like the <laughs> selfish pig, uh, but, um, but yeah, but just mostly realizing baked like, goods. that's mostly your gifts is baked goods. Yeah. Yeah. Baked goods, power tools. Um, but, uh, nice. but yeah, just realizing like in that time, like when we were distant and like when we couldn't always like show love, like with each other, like, like what were like, what was the best way I could love and care for and serve Xanth? um and make it count yeah and so because like because i would like i would try to i would try to get her gifts yeah like and <laughs> you get really good gifts, but <laughs> yeah like and i i like to pride myself like I'm a, i i feel like i'm a good gift giver. he is a great gift giver yeah but just but just realizing like that does not that doesn't mean as much to her as like me just being able to sit and spend time with her mm. um and so like that was probably like the biggest like the biggest win in just learning like in dating distance. Mm -hmm. hmm. So I got to ask you guys now. So you did the five love languages. Have you guys taken the Enneagram? Oh yeah. So Zanth, Oh yeah. I'm big on, I are, love that stuff. What are you? I, I feel like I have an idea, but I'm not positive. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I go back and forth between the two wing three and a three wing two. Um, okay. I, I'm definitely an achiever, but I also love like helping and taking care of things. So Yep. that's me and then um austin is like the opposite he's a peacekeeper <laughs> he's a nine he's not oh, yeah he's a nine guess. um yeah so that also i love things that like explain your differences and help you understand each other better and so i'm always sending austin like what's that what's the other one that we the enfp what's that um the Myers 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 Myers, yeah love that yeah i'm all about it <laughs> yeah i i i recently kind of started getting into the enneagram a little bit more and uh I'm the same way. It has, I feel it has uh, kind of enlightened me uh, some things about myself and also about Anna as well, because she took it too. And uh, so I'm, a, I'm actually, what are you guys? As weird as this sounds, I am a three wing four. So oh. you have the, you, you have the achiever, which is kind of like, you know, has this basically has this desire to see success and, and to, mm -hmm. you know, achieve and to kind of, you know, care about image, which a lot of that is like things about myself I don't like. But then the four right. is kind of the opposite of that. It's called the individualist, which is basically like a deep feeler and somebody who um, is just okay to kind of sit in their own thoughts and uh, just be different. And And so I feel like one of the things, so my sister actually has like a chapter book on the Enneagram. And oh, wow. she sent me this page one time that basically said a three that basically basically described a three wing four. And then <laughs> it said next to it, like the three wing four is a contradiction in and of itself. Like they, they often <laughs> feel confused about who they are. They feel like a, they feel like shame that they can't explain and stuff like, and I'm like, as weird as that is, like some of that can explain me sometimes. Like, I feel like that honestly <laughs> hits the nail on the head. Um, that's fine. And then Anna, I want to say hers was the enthusiast, which I think is an eight, maybe okay. seven or an eight. I can't remember, but mm. uh, the enthusiast with a wing of a helper. So I think it was mm. an eight wing two. Yep. Nice. So Joe, have you? Oh, I have yet to oh. take we talked it. about this a couple Keep episodes ago. And so, yeah. so here's, here's the thing. So, maybe this maybe you guys know what i am based off this statement right here 
I've had like six to nine people say I need to take it. And that's kind of keeping me from taking it <laughs> at this point. Like, I'm just kind of like, no, I'm not doing it. You sound it. like an, so if like, a four, like, a, like an individualist to me. Like, <laughs> uh, probably. You should take yeah. it, Joe. It'll only take you like probably. five minutes and then you'll know everything about yourself. Mm-hmm. All secrets explained. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You wow. never need to reflect anymore right. once you know your number. <laughs> no. Nope. Ever again. That's, that's. What would I do every day? That's all I do is just you, you know, spend promote time the enneagram. That's what you do with your life. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what we're totally doing joke. here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That was actually a commercial. We just got money for. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That yeah. no, wasn't. We were guys we, before this. We were talking about uh, <laughs> the reason I said that is because we were talking about um, just the fact that you can obviously make money on podcasts if you if you uh, kind of invite ads on and if you say that you will do little advertisements <laughs> and then, you know, I had looked it up one day and it was like, you get anywhere from 25 to $40 for every thousand, for every thousand listeners you have. And then Joe was kind of like, uh, so we made three cents this year. <laughs> so, oh man, it's funny. Oh, so where were we even? I forget what we even left off on. Um, co- surviving college. Surviving college. Yes, yes. Yep. And you guys, you guys definitely hit on that. Was there anything else that uh, uh, you guys wanted to to mention there? No, I feel like that was the big, the big stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I had some questions around um, the around your guys's call to vocational ministry, and I guess you know, Austin, you, you kind of alluded to the fact that you really do feel like that is a collective call, but you know, how maybe that is a little bit more of, of God's call on, on your life. Um, I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but for what I'm about to ask, that's kind of how I'm going to frame it. Um, Xanth, I know before we talked, you had kind of talked about, uh, just different feelings that you had around this idea of, of Austin going into (laughs) vocational ministry and, uh, you know, just the, the struggles around that. So if you guys don't care to talk to that a little bit, like, how did you eventually get to that point where you were like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, this is going to be our life. And what were some of the, some of the challenges, some of the struggles, um, if you guys don't care to share some of that? Yeah. Um, I would say this is something that we actually disagreed about probably the most, um, getting married. (laughs) Probably been the source of the most of, most most of our conflict. Yeah. Um, because I was really heavily involved with Young Life. Um, and I just love that ministry. I love the way that they reach kids. Um, I had been volunteering, you know, 20 plus hours a week for five years. Um, and I was not ready to leave. Um, and I also just thought that, you know, that was what God was calling me to and what I should be doing. And um, I had been like, I feel like I'm gifted in a lot of ways um, to do that well. And so then Austin choosing, um, you know, to be a pastor, it's like the one job that you can't, you know, leave Young Life doing um, because it's literally a ministry, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, seriously, you can't do any other job. Like, pick anything, you'd be good at it. Um, and I remember, I remember praying like, God, are you sure? Like, I know that Austin, you know, has felt this way since middle school, but, um, you know, are you sure about this? Whatever. Um, and I remember even being frustrated a few times and being like, God, anything else, like seriously, anything else. Um, yeah. So, um, obviously we ended up, um, doing this and, um, 
it was a lot of conversations um, of Austin being patient and just letting me, you know, explain my frustrations and whatever. And then um, me ultimately learning, you know, that God exists outside of just what I know um, and that I can trust him outside of what I think is good. Um, that, you know, he is just so much bigger and better than what I understand. And um, so taking a step of faith with God and then also with Austin of like that he knows, you know, he knows me and he loves me and he would never um, choose, you know, something that would not be good for me. And um, so I think that like starting our marriage off, you know, just being like, all right, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to trust Austin and I'm just going to do this. Um, that I really just had to, you know, be okay with that. Um, and then now looking back, I see the ways that God grew me and, um, the ways that he had shaped me and used my giftings, um, to now be able to do this together well. And, um, I see them being used, you know, all the time with the kids that we love now and, um, ways that maybe I've grown, um, that can help Austin in ways that he isn't as experienced or, um, just ways that I, I never, I was, um, very unsure about, um, changing, you know, my ministry and what I was passionate about. Um, and now, you know, we love what we do together. So, so Austin, from, from your perspective on that, you know, how did, how, what were some of the thoughts and the feelings that you had when those conversations came about? Would you, would you say that, uh, was there like anger involved in that or was there, you know, what was, what was kind of, uh, your typical response to that? Um, there, I don't, there, there wasn't really anger. I don't, we, we talk, get angry. yeah, I feel like I don't get angry. Um, I do, I do get frustrated. Like, um, and the, and there were definitely times where I, where I was frustrated. Um, and there was even, there was even a point like when I was an intern at the church, um, and, um, one of my best friends was the youth pastor, uh, Derek. And we, we had conversations about, uh, Hey, we should like, we should hire Xanthon as a female intern. Uh, and her response was always like, uh, well, like I'm a young life leader and we're like, yeah, but you like just do that. But here, like, <laughs> just like, just go after students, uh, and like minister to students, uh, and like, you know, coach lacrosse or soccer or whatever you're doing, but like, just do it here with us. Um, and you know, and so there was like, there was always that. Like, I didn't was, do it, if you're wondering. I no, she didn't. Um, like, and there was always that. There was always that conversation. Um, and and then, like when we got like when we got married, like for the first year, um, mm-hmm. it was for the first year it was a lot like because she was kind of um, she had like one final year with Young Life and was kind of um, like there were a few girls she was really close to that they were seniors and so like she wanted to finish out that year and you know at the, at the same time I'm still like hey just do the same thing you're doing. Uh, just do ministry to high school students, uh, but do it here at the church uh, and with me. Um, and there were t- like there were times where, um, and I think and I think you would say, uh, and there's probably a lot of pe- people listening who would agree, like um, like you grew up and you were just like hurt a lot by the church, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and like and I know like there's like unfortunately, um, like there there have been a lot of people who have been hurt by the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in the, the church is full of people and people are broken. And so the church to some extent will always be broken. Um, but I also believe like the church is the, like the church is the instrument, 
uh, God has set up to spread the gospel to the world. Um, and the church is the bride of Christ. And, um, you know, I made, uh, um, I, I was talking to some people uh, a few months ago and said, uh, you know, like you can't, like you can't love me and not love my wife. Like you can't tell me, Hey, like, awesome. Like, I love you. Like, you're so cool. Let's hang out. Oh, but like, I don't want anything to do with Zamp. Uh, and like in the same way, like you can't love God, uh, you can't love Jesus and not love his church. Like you can't love his bride. Um, and so like, I think for me, it's, it's honestly been really nice. Um, and I'm, I'm so thankful that Zant was involved with Young Life uh, because I feel like I've, I've been, I've learned a lot and been challenged and grown by that ministry. Um, and I think she has um, in similar ways, learned and been challenged and grown by the church. Um, because there's, you know, there's things, you know, I just grew up and church was all I knew. Um, and she grew up with a very different experience of church. Um, and I feel like us, and again, I feel like it comes back to us being a team and looking at, okay, well, let's take like what God has called us to do, um, is, you know, to minister to and love people. Um, and he's given us a lot of freedom and what that looks like. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's some things that the church does really well. Um, there's some things that the church um, doesn't do well. And can we look at ministries like Young Life um, or a Athletes in Action or Campus Crusade and say, okay, like, how can you guys help us out uh, in this regard? Um, what can we learn from? Um, and I've learned so much from Young Life leaders and from ZAMP um, and just really been grown and challenged. Uh, and so there's, there's definitely been times where I'm like, okay, I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just get on the same page. But there's been many more times where I feel like we have learned from each other and we have learned from our different experiences, um, and ministries. And that that has made like that, that has made our ministry now, I feel like healthier and, and more effective in ways where it otherwise wouldn't be, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit, um, because obviously, um, you know, the Austin, you were talking about the church and things and church is made up of people. And a lot of times those people are broken. Um, but I think there's a lot of beauty that can come through, um, people's brokenness and how they choose to, to use that, to, to share God's story. Um, and help us through the story that we're going through. And um, Xanth, you know, you had kind of um, alluded to the fact that a big part of your story is God placing the right people in your life at the right time. Um, so can you kind of talk to, you know, who some of those people have, have been and, um, you know, how they had an impact on your life and, you know, kind of how that affected the traje trajectory yeah, of your definitely. story? Yeah, um... definitely. So I, I accepted Jesus, you know, when I was in elementary school and um, didn't really know what that meant. But um, I had a lot of people that loved me throughout um, and showed me who Jesus was before I even was ready to see that. Um, and so I had a few teachers in middle school um, that just really cared about things that um, you wouldn't expect adults to care about or to know about or um, just that they loved me in those ways. And um, so that definitely affected what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and it actually like came full circle. So I, um, 
had uh, like the two teachers that I remember being like, wow, those people, they definitely had to have known Jesus um, before I like even got to talk to them about that directly. Um, were Miss, Mrs. Toadvine um, and Mr. Osborne. And I actually got to student teach with um, Mr. Osborne last year um, and just taught me a ton about um, how to teach and all that. And so it's funny the way that um, people just fit in. So I had, I had them in middle school and then um, in high school, I had um, a couple of young life leaders that just really loved me and showed me what it was like um, to follow Jesus and made me like want to do that with my life. Um, I had a few leaders in um, college that I get got to just run the race with of um, pursuing high school kids and sharing the gospel. And um, they challenged me and um, cared about me and I felt like a family to me, um, which, you know, showed me a lot about how to um, care for my friends um, in deeper ways um, that like really showed the love of Jesus. Um, and so I, and then, you know, in, um, college through getting going through different um, phases of life I was very nervous um to get married at points like we had a lot of conversations of like I don't know if I'm ready for this you know I just feel like um I'm not mature enough or I don't have it together enough and um I was actually going to the greenhouse um all through college um and um Sarah Pelfrey really coached me through that a lot I was in a small group with her and she um you know, taught me what it meant to, um, be submissive, like to your husband and, um, what it's like to, um, do ministry together and, um, what it's like to, you know, disagree, but still love each other and just all sorts of things that I, um, was really nervous about. Um, and then, um, she actually prayed at our wedding. So it was just a fun, um, like connection of just people being, um, what I needed before I even knew that I needed that. Um, and then, yeah, in my student teaching, I feel like I got to learn so much about what it means to uh, love students and show them Jesus when you can't, you know, talk about Jesus in public school. Um, so having those people made me want to teach. And then I also got to learn from them um, how to be a teacher in that way and um, show Jesus's love in that way. Um, yeah. And so now you are, you're a teacher at King's, right? Yes, I am teaching. Well, I am right now virtually teaching um, <laughs> sixth grade science. So we are actually, we just entered our um, puberty and reproduction. <laughs> so, so that's fun to teach virtually. Um, yes, it's been a crazy time. That is I keep telling her I'll co-teach it with her, but <laughs> no, that is hilarious. We she hasn't taken me up on that. We <laughs> talked about this last night, and I said, I feel like my my personality is the kind that is like, I don't, I, I, I have no desire at all to teach in a classroom. But if there was a subject that like somebody needed to be taught, <laughs> I would just, I would have the most fun in the world going in to talk to all of these like middle school or high school kids that are just like cringing as you sit there and talk about these things. I just, oh man, I feel like I would have. That is, a that is that. the opposite. <laughs> nope. That's the opposite of me. They told me in the interview, like, Hey, just letting you know, you're going to have to teach us at the end of the year. Cause like, they don't have health in sixth grade. And I was like, wait, are you, are you trying to make me not take this job? Because. Zance would be the one sitting there cringing. My face can. is like bright red every time I have to talk about it with kids. So yeah. That is hilarious. It's something. 
She used lots of props, lots of props and lots of pictures. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I let I let it do the teaching for itself. So <laughs> that is funny. That's hilarious. Oh well, I I mean, speaking of that, I mean you mentioned the fact that you are are teaching virtually right now, as are pretty much every teacher in America from from my understanding. Um what are what's that been like? You know, I'm assuming rather challenging, frustrating. Yeah, it's not yeah, it's not ideal. Um, I feel like everything fun about teaching is kind of gone. And it's just like the, you know, grading and assigning things out of it. Um, there's like glimpses of what it felt like being in the classroom. Um, still, like we have Google Meets sometimes with students and um, like I do that once a week. And sometimes, you know, it feels like a real classroom again and you got to just, um, you know, talk about silly things and what TikTok dances they're learning. Um, so that, you know, brings it back <laughs> a little bit. But I, um, I'm definitely ready for, for the world to return, you know, to in-person interactions. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you, you and you and Austin both, just considering the the jobs that you guys have, I, I feel like are very much so just personal face to face. Uh, they they thrive with personal face to face kind of interactions. Yeah, and that's what and that's what we love doing. Like that's and that's why we've gotten into the you know that's why we chose to join the fields that we do. You know, uh, you know, because like we want we want to be with people. And right now we can't be with people. So, right. Joe, are you, uh, are you alive over there? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I got a, I had a coughing fit. I tried to run away from the mic. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. I, we're keeping that in there. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. It was one of those that came from my toes. <laughs> well, I heard it and I, I heard it at first and it was like, I heard it close. Wow. And then I heard it kind of fading away. I'm like, He's either passing out and falling down right now, or he is running away so that we don't hear him. So nope, I was trying to run as far as I could. Nice. Well, glad you're okay, man. Glad you were okay. Yeah. Um, so one one of the things, another thing that uh, you know, Austin, you and Xanth both mentioned is when we were talking before, not necessarily during our episode so far, but when we talked before, just this this experience that you guys are having that life just kind of seems to get like better and better uh with which eat with each new season um you know i feel like to be honest that's that's not the typical way that's not typical i feel like a lot of the times you know we hear people talk about how the the longer that time goes on and the more seasons that you walk through life just seems to get uh (laughs) tougher and tougher and sometimes worse and worse so for you guys what do you think is like the root of why you feel like life is just seeming to get better and better with each season? I think, I mean, really it's, you know, Jesus, but um, just, I think getting to experience um, life in deeper and more meaningful ways. um, It's definitely more difficult. And I feel like (laughs) things, you know, there's more at stake and, you know, we have to be real adults sometimes. And, um, but we were talking about it. we just went on a road trip and so we were in the car together for like 14 hours and um we were just talking about how like we both loved high school we both loved college um and like in every stage we're like oh high school like this you know it was really really fun but oh my gosh college is even better like you you know have these friendships that are like mean a lot and um you grew in these ways and um 
then we got married and we're like, oh my gosh, this is the best, you know, in the first year of marriage. Um, I feel like we had already gotten a lot of our, like, um, the disagreements and all of that out before we got married. And so um, the first year was awesome. Um, but now I look back, we, we will be married three years in September. And um, I think about how much, like, we know each other and love each other and um, the ways that we um, do things together and the team that we are and um, that this is definitely the best. Like, I, we were doing something the other day and I was like, oh, my gosh, I just love our life. Um, and I know, you know, for not everybody, like it, it doesn't always get easier or, um, feel like it's getting better, but I feel like the more that I say yes to God, the more my life means, um, and the more purpose that I feel like it has. Um, and yeah, it just gets deeper and richer. Yeah. And, and I feel like we, you know, again, like we're relatively young. Uh, <laughs> right. And I feel like we say like, oh, like life just keeps getting better and better. And like every middle-aged dad is laughing like, uh, yeah, wait till you have kids, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. and People are like, wait till you like, have kids. Yeah, uh, sorry, Josh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, middle-aged but, dad. You know, <laughs> right. Um, and, and so, and, and I don't say that like, you know, it, it sounds like prosperity gospel-y too, that like, Oh, like follow Jesus and like, you know, all your wildest dreams will come true and like everything will be happy and, you know, in a cakewalk. And, and I don't think like, no. obviously that's not like, that's not the gospel. Like that's not what we see in scripture. Like, you know, open up to like any book of the Bible and watch how like God's most faithful and obedient people, uh, like suffer, suffer on earth. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think, you know, like in Zan's kind of hit, like, I think like not just that things get better from an earthly perspective. But that as we follow Jesus, like life becomes more full. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think through like one of our favorite verses is John 10, 10, um, where Jesus says, uh, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. Um, or, or some translations say that you may have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and like our like our life is not meant to even here on earth, like like ultimately full life will be in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we begin that experience um, with our walk with Jesus here. Um, and so like life, I really believe like life isn't meant to like, Hey, let me just get by. Um, let me like, let me just, uh, kind of suffer through and yeah, you know, like mostly my way through life, like, like Jesus, like meant for you to have a full life here on earth. Like, and what does that look like? That, that ultimately looks like following him. That's so good. So good. That's the that's the verse that I had in my head as you were talking about just, you know, you use the word richer and fuller. I was thinking John 10, 10 the whole time. Um, so that's cool. Um, so, you know, with, with that being said, like, obviously, you guys are in a place right now where just it seems like this season is a really sweet one. Um, I always love asking people this question because I feel like people don't get asked this question enough and they don't get to. And so because they aren't asked this question enough, they don't get to think through their answers to this question enough. So my question to you guys is, what are your dreams for from here? Like what what do you just what are what are your dreams for you guys individually, for you guys as a couple, uh, you know, for the kingdom and, and everything in between? What are your dreams? I would say one big dream that we share is that we want to be deeply rooted in a community where we get to um, live out you know, the gospel, um, to people in like deep life on life ways. Um, and that's something that I think we've been 
growing in, but that's like, you know, a big goal of ours. I'm surprised that answer didn't have like plants or dogs. <laughs> oh, and I'll have a giant farm full of, yeah, all the animals of my <laughs> Yeah, just follow Xanth on Instagram and you will see. How many, how many animals do you guys have right now? Oh, goodness. I don't even know. We have like. That's when you know it's a problem. Four lizards <laughs> yeah. and four tortoises and two dogs and a hedgehog. And like if, any, if, any, if you ever ask someone like, how many kids do you have? Wow. And they said. Oh, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> there's an issue somewhere. Like, they need counseling, like, yeah. oh, or a psychiatrist or we something. But yeah. Austin, were uh, you hesitant but, to uh, to to adopt all these animals? Was that part of the uh, marriage contract? There was one when we got married. <laughs> no, two. Was, I had Micah and the tortoise. Oh yeah, yeah. And the dog was in our wedding. So he was the ring bearer. I remember that. That's I was at your guys. He knew. Okay, he yeah. knew what he was getting I, into. I've been this way since seventh grade. He she, knew. She knew she was marrying a pastor. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can yeah. be a pastor. In I plants. get all my animals. Um, I, I feel like for me, like you know, just buying off, you know, ones and said. Zan said, like being deeply rooted in a community, um, like we actually we were uh, we were really looking at moving to go to seminary um, about a year and a half ago, uh, probably about two years ago now. Um, and we we decided to stay for a couple of reasons. But one of them was like we uh, like we live in Springboro now. Uh, grew up in Minesburg. It feels um, like betrayal sometimes. I know, but we still uh, it is. We we very much. <laughs> We very much love my totally. work yes. um, and just the Dayton area. Um, and like, we love, like, I feel like God has given us so many opportunities and connections and open doors simply because we've lived here our whole lives. Mm. Um, and not like if we move somewhere else, like it's not like God is unable to do that. Um, but I love, you know, just because you had Sarah Pelfrey on um, the other day, like I love what Sarah is able to do because she has been faithful in this community for so long mm -hmm. um like and we have other friends who we you know and other other young life leaders who i'm like man like i see the fruit and like the blessings that god has given them because they've been faithful in this community well um and i feel like we just keep learning like following hmm. jesus lots of times it's not anything like big or extravagant or crazy it's more just being faithful and obedient every day in small ways um and you see that you know in people that are investing in their community yeah um that so, like, so like that's something that like we both have been very passionate about like and we both love the dayton area uh like we love Miamisburg. like god has given us a heart for springboro that we never thought we would have <laughs> um you know and he works in crazy and obscure ways like that um i feel like another dream is just um like we just we just we want to work with people um and like and i'll be you know just full transparency like um, I love being a pastor. I love working with students. Um, I can't sit here and say, yeah, I'm going to be a pastor for my whole life because like there's other, there's other things that, you know, you know, I, you know, I kind of shared earlier, like there's other things that I'm like, Hey, like that could be cool. Or, um, you know, like I love what Brian's doing at the greenhouse and working by vocational. And so I don't know what God has in store for us. Um, in the long run, in the long run. Yeah. Like, you know, five, 10 years down the road, I have no idea what that looks like. If I'm at a church, great. I'd love it. If I'm somewhere else, great. I think we'd love that too. Um, and, you know, we'd, we'd learn how to make it work. Um, but we've we've kind of always said, like, we want to be in a job and in a capacity where we can impact people. Um, and there's, like, and there's things that, you know, I look at, I'm like, man, that would be cool or that would be fun. Um, and then I think about, like, but you can't impact people, like, mm -hmm. doing that. 
Um, and I think that's so much of what the gospel calls us mm-hmm. to do. Um, and, and, and at least what we feel like God has called us to do mm-hmm. is to put ourselves in a position um, where we can, where we can influence people um, and, and change lives for, for the kingdom. Uh, and so specifically, like, I don't know what that looks like. Uh, you know, people, people have asked like, Austin, do you have a, do you have a desire to be a senior pastor someday? And I'm like, at this point in my life, like, no, not really. Like, I don't see I myself. No. Yeah. Like I don't see myself going that way, but you know, in 10 years, maybe I do like, I don't know. Uh, and so we feel like we want to keep saying yes to God, you know, that we want to put ourselves in a position where we, where we're flexible to do what we feel like he's calling us to, you know, and just continue to love people, continue to, you know, plan ourselves, be involved in the community and, you're going to own a horse someday and some chickens. And we'll see about that. <laughs> but I have a feeling that one's going to happen, Austin. <laughs> well. We have a lot more lizards than I thought we were going to. So There are there are a ton of benefits that come with our, our jobs, and we want to trade it for anything. Pastors and teachers are not notorious for their salary. <laughs> so owning a big farm someday, that one might, if we have to save that for heaven, we save it for heaven. It might be. That's funny. Who knows, man? Who knows? You could uh, could end up going back to school to be an engineer or your woodworking business could, could really get off the ground. I mean, for those of you that don't know, Austin and Austin, I, I don't know if you have like a, an LLC or, or anything, but uh, Austin is actually like really, really good at uh, at woodworking. And uh, you know, I've I've seen many pictures uh, on Instagram of like tables that you've made. Uh, you guys, you made your guys' dressers and everything, right? Didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He made our dresser and bed frame. He's oh, making cabinets man. right now. Cabinet doors. Yeah, Joe. I'm Why is this just now this. coming up? Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, I made our uh, kitchen table. It's a big, sits at least six people. And I, I did like a wraparound Ooh, bench. Nice. The bench opens up. And so there's storage in there. Oh, made it all out of wood pallets. Hey, it's a lot you, of work. Got, you got my pallets. respect for the pallets, dude. Mm-hmm. I've, it's, it's, yeah, it's a ton of work. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. Just taking them apart alone is just, yeah. Oh, Austin's I I was planning out a big, big kitchen table right now, dining room table. So nice. Someday. Nice. I, I made my son's loft bed when he turned five. And my daughter's turning mm. five this year, so she she even brought it up. She was like, "When when do I get oh, my bed?" So cool. I'm like, "Yeah, give me yeah, five years I'll to start build. on that." Yeah, better get started, dude. I know how those projects go. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Good thing that's your last kid, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I don't know if it's my last kid, Josh. I, I, I don't, that is I don't true. Hey, it's all it's all up in the air. That it's the Lord true. wills. <laughs> that's right. Well, man, I, I guess I can say for you guys, uh, just as an encouragement, I mean you know, one of the things that you mentioned was just working with people and loving people. I mean, obviously there's no doubt that that's something that you guys are doing well right now in the season that you're in and, and have been doing well. So I have, I have no doubt that whatever door that is that, that God might open, whatever, whatever dreams he might kind of bring to fruition, that, that, that is going to be awesome. Um, and, and no, no, and go ahead. Honestly, I was actually just coughing. Oh, sorry. I had to Josh, turn to cough. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, guys, I wanted to offer you some encouragement as well, because I was a I was a kid um, going through middle school 
um, completely. Um, I was trying to find out who I was, but I was finding the wrong version of me around every dark corner that I could, um, got messed up into a lot of different things. And then God placed people in my lives, my life, my freshman year of high school and completely used them to like you guys have, have talked about show grace show that like adults (laughs) don't have it all put together too. And that's okay. Um, and, and those things that I heard back then I've carried with me, um, all the way up until today. And so I would encourage you guys like definitely sit and soak in the time frame that you're in right now. And don't, don't take grant for granted even one moment with, with those kids. Cause it's even the smallest little moments can have an impact. And I was, I was a youth pastor for a short time and honestly, I, I know that that statement that I just made can be weighty because it can be like such pressure, like, oh, man, that sounds like yeah. I've just got to be on all the time. No, that means you have to be the person that God created you to be because he called you to be around kids and to have an effect on them for his glory. So um, but, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you guys, like what you guys are doing can have a lifelong impact cool. for sure. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, I I agree. Um, could not have said that any better, Joe. So I know, I know we've been, we've been talking for quite a while now, but, uh, you know, t- to wrap it up, we usually, we usually end with what we call our one thing, which is really just, uh, just reiterating the fact that we believe that God has given each and every person a story. Um, you know, whether, whether, whether you know him or whether you don't know him, we really believe that God has given every single person on this earth a story and, and has created within them uh, something that the world needs to hear, uh, something that has been shaped within them that's just kind of begging to get out. And so, Austin and Xanth, I'll ask you guys, what is that one thing that you feel like the world needs to hear? What is that one thing that you want listeners today to to just walk away with from your story? You know, I really think, I really feel like at least our life right now really comes back to um, like abundant life in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we're, we're, we're teaching through Philippians right now with our students. And so tomorrow night, we're actually on uh, the last chapter of Philippians 4. Um, and there's that, that famous verse that we all know, Philippians 4.13, um, where, where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, and a lot of times we use that as like our, like our pump-up verse. As like, I can win the soccer game. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, if I, if I write this on my basketball shoes, like, you know, we'll win the state championship this year. <laughs> Um, and it doesn't work because I tried it. Uh, but, you know, and we're like, well, like, is this true or not? But like, if you look at the context of what Paul's talking about, like just before that, he says, he says, in all things, I've learned to be content. Mm-hmm. And he says, I've, ex- he said, um, I've learned how to uh, rejoice in the, in the highs um, and rejoice in the lows. Um, I've, I've had plenty and I've gone without um, and I can do all things through Christ. And, and he's really saying, you know, it's not like a superhero verse. It's a Jesus is enough for me. And I have found abundant life in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I read through Philippians and I read through where Paul's at. And I'm like, man, I hope someday when I'm 85 and I've been doing this for 60 more years, uh, I can have that same attitude that Paul has. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I feel like that's where our life is at right now is like just seeking abundant life, learning to be content and just kind of realizing like Jesus is, is more than enough. 
yeah, I was literally going to say that God loves you more deeply than you know, and he calls you to love people in that same way. I love it. The same. Yeah. That might have been more than one thing. Well, I tried to do one sentence. You, yeah, me, yeah. no, my, mine was definitely more. I'm a, yeah, you had like a whole sermon in there. Mine was just like one sentence. So. No, you you guys are good. We, when we first started that out, we literally did say like, we would, we would tell people like in one sentence, like what is, and then it was just like, okay, Josh, that's just not going to happen. People cannot, people cannot say the one thing that they want the whole world to hear in one sentence. And I was like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but that was awesome. No, that was good, man. Well, thank you guys so much, uh, for, for being on once again, you know, I know one of the things that, uh, and I hope you guys don't mind me sharing this. One of the things that, that I always love personally about when we ask people to come on the show is that, and, and the whole reason that this, that this podcast exists is to show people and to have them experience the fact that no, your story really does have impact. Your story really does have significance and it has weight. I think there's this lie that uh, the enemy so often speaks into our lives that says, well, yeah, you have a story, but your story is not really impactful. Your story is, you know, quote unquote boring or your story is is uh, mundane or what have you. And man, it's just if we can break through that and and give people the platform like what we're trying to do right now to to show your story has power to to change lives, your story has power to to really affect the world. Um, you know, we just, that, that's one of my own personal favorite, uh, things about the podcast. And I can, I can remember uh, the other day when we were talking, even you guys were like, well, now that we've thought through our story, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know how, uh, how fantastic of a story we have. It's kind of <laughs> just, it's kind of just your run of the mill kind of a story, but man, so not true. So I just thank you guys so much for coming on and sharing. Yeah. And honestly, um, you know, if anybody listening uh, would like to uh, come on and, and share their story or they have questions or um, comments, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we do have an email. It's thefloormike at gmail.com. Um, and also while you're listening, um, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't yet. That way you get yeah, notified and, uh, when we publish. Be sure episodes. to give us a rating too. That way people either know how awesome we are or how terrible we are. Uh, Hopefully it's the, hopefully it's the, it's the prior, but who knows? You guys might hate it. I don't know. Um, anyway, y'all thanks for listening. And, uh, until next time.